This is Rocked. Welcome. This is Rocked Round 17, and it's time to shake off the ring rust. And who better to do that with? Unequaled, unrivaled, unsurpassed, undisputed boxing IQ, my good friend JJ Rocker. It's his coming out party. Never has there been a man that adores his hair and his manscaping of that hair more than this man rocked JJ Rocker. You're coming out party, brother, in these in these uncertain times. You you've I thought you were wearing the hat, but you look great, my bro. Mate, it's uh, hashtag unleash the fro at the moment. So we're going as it is very, very well documented that I get a haircut weekly from my great friends at uh, Interfades Belfield, Con. Is um well, hang, the whoa, fade whoa, 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 whoa. the premier won't like that. I mean, it's no, been a while. No. Yeah. It's it it has been a very 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 long time. Going from a weekly haircut to not a haircut at all is difficult, but hey, isn't that first world problems? Just a little pointer for you. Hey, green machine, chamomile tea. That's a yeah, it's a karma tip. Okay. I like it. Like I like it. it. How well, are you keeping during lockdown? Ooh, it's challenging. Um I think sport has been a saviour. Yeah. Um, our training that you and I both participate has been a saviour. Yeah. Um, uh, and close family ties. I think it's. A, I think it's a, a, never been a, a more uh, poignant point that uh, you know be around the ones you love. Um, yeah, definitely. It, it's hard. It's it's been very very hard. We're gonna spread some cheer, but there is a rant there. If you push me, <laughs> you push me into that area, then it's coming your way. Yeah, look, I don't want you to fall victim uh, to one of the biggest bees in my bonnet at the moment. It seems that the uh, the new field of social media science seems to be kicking in and everybody is an expert. But, Mr. Mark Warren, I do understand you do love a rant and you have plenty to, to get off your chest. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a hot 60. It will be 60 seconds max. Anything past that will be cut off. So I'm going to start the timer now. I've got it right next to me. And Mr. Mark Warren... You told me there's a curfew in place? Has my time started yet? You c- it starts now. I'm going to give you 2020 lifeline suicide statistics in 2020. Factual, black and white. In fact, I was uh, asked to be the MC at their gala ball. Now that has been put on the back burner for now. There are nine Australian lives lost every single day. And for every nine lives that are lost, there are 120 attempts at suicide. Now, to use government speak in this new world order, no matter which state uh, or federal, that's 1,080 case numbers a day. Are we going to have a press conference about nine lives that are lost every day? Leave me alone and don't start me on the Victorian Premier. Certified a hotel quarantine debacle hiding behind a smoke screen governing like a dictator and i'm sorry this is not the australia that i know oh that's the bell and that and that is time that is time oh, do you better do you feel better oh thank you that's important That's important. Now, let's give our (laughs) listeners and viewers what they actually tune into Rocked for. Okay. Let's talk I think they'll like that. I think they'll like that. But by the way, get the jab. Get the jab. It's the only way out. Well, 
as we go into production right now, JJ, yes. there's a guy called Manny Pacquiao that just continues to amaze people. 42 years young, 12 world titles, eight mm. divisions. And he does it again in the boxing mecca that is Las Vegas this weekend. I thought we could be smart and have a guess, but that might be fraught with danger. We don't want to mock the Pac-Man. Tell me about this fight. Tell me about the opponent. Sum it up for me because Justin Fortune, our man from Fortune Gymnasium on Melrose in LA, is yeah. in the corner with his good mate, Freddie Roach. And uh, now, I've said it before, but they are tourism destinations, aren't they, for any Australian that gets to LA when our times change. Absolutely. And and look, it's it's a bittersweet weekend. Uh, bitter because it obviously wasn't meant to be Ugas fighting this weekend against Pacquiao. It was meant to be Errol Spence. So obviously with a detached retina, Errol was in no shape to to take the fight on. And it, it's disappointing because it was, it was the young lion against the old lion. We were going to see it was a, potentially a, a passing of the guard or it was potentially Pacquiao just furthering... Uh, furthering the cementing of his legacy mm. but um obviously disappointing but sweet in the sense that we get to see Pacquiao go around again I mean an absolutely incredible fighter Ugas was already billed to be on the undercard so he's coming in in fit and he's coming in in shape and let me tell you he's a, a nightmare of an opponent an eight-week prep they're telling me that he's had on the way into this fight wanted the fight but wow when Errol Spence Jr. was on the card, I'm like, wow, man, he's really picking his fights. Are you serious? This bloke is a phenomenon. Yeah, and I, and I think that's why he's just so lovable because he fights in the sense that he wants to test himself every single time. There's no cherry-picking. There's no hand-picked opponents. I mean, it is absolutely ludicrous to come off a two-year layoff and take on Errol Spence immediately, but... It's almost expected with Pacquiao. He's just that caliber of fighter, and that's why he's so loved. Mm. We should change the page because we don't know the result, but it's a big shout-out to Wildcard. It's a big shout-out to our, our good mate, Justin Fortune. Uh, that's right. Fortune Gymnasium. We will get there, brother. We will get there. We will. This is rocked. It's time to talk a little bit of Olympics because we've got a hectic show on our hands. Yeah, what a, lot about of con- a lot of content to cover, Mark. Oh, bro. And the Paralympians, they're coming our way now, so I can't exactly. wait. Can't exactly. wait. Tell you a story about that if I don't go off on a tangent and if I don't forget, uh, remind me because it ties in segue into this in a little way. If you say Canada, I'll remember. But Australia, for the record, 17 gold, 7 silver, 22 bronze, 30, 46, 46 uh, medals in total. Equals our best ever results. Mm. And Tokyo, another example of bringing what Australia needed at this time. The highlights, way too many. The girls smashing it up in the pool. But we're here to talk boxing, aren't we? We're here to talk boxing. Sky Nicholson, that the pictures of her falling to her knees after the loss against Great Britain's Caris uh, Artingstall. Yes. And uh, I think went down 3-2. Um, total despair. I think the biggest story there is Jamie Nicholson. Her brother mm. was a very popular boxing figure. He won bronze in the 1990 Commonwealth Games. He represented his country at the 92 Barcelona Olympics. And 29 years later, his younger sister had no chance to embrace after following in his footsteps. He was 
tragically lost with his younger brother, Gavin, in a car accident on the way to training. So you can understand, uh, without being too much of a cliche, the river runs deep for this young lady, Sky Nicholson. And I, oh, my heart was break. Sky, get your head up. Your brother would be so proud of you. She won the fight, JJ. She won the fight. Yeah, look, it's 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 a tough one because I believe she won the fight as well. Um, obviously, it was. I, I wouldn't wouldn't call it a robbery. I definitely don't think it was a robbery. I think it was a. It close wasn't Steve fight. McCrory, Jeff Fennick, eighty four. No, no, it, it it was, and it was a it was a close, very very competitive fight between two world class athletes, and I got a got a. I actually love the emotion that she showed after the after that fight. It shows how much it meant to her. I mean, I know for a fact that her brothers and the whole nation are so absolutely proud of her and every other Olympian that represented Australia for that matter as well. It's just, it, it was tough. It was very, very tough to see because I think she went in there, well, I know she went in there with the expectation that she was going to win gold. So to fall short in her mind would have been a, a difficult thing to wrestle. She won the gold in 2018 at the Commonwealth Games, I'm sure. Correct, yeah. So, so um, watching the amateurs go around is very special for me because as a 24-year-old, I was hosting and calling the Commonwealth Games in British Columbia, yeah. Canada, when Robbie Peaton took our first gold since 1978. Mm. And uh, an amazing experience. And I can only imagine, although there was no crowd, your, your team were there. And yeah. that just would have been so special. Yeah, and and look, I've I've got to commend the Australian boxing team, as in the athletes specifically, because you got Paulo Acuso, you got Alex Winwood, Caitlin Parker, Harry Garside, and Sky. They were a very, very tight knit group. You have to remember that their sparring was very limited due to COVID. The the experiences that you would normally get in preparation for an Olympic campaign was very, very limited. For a lot of them, they hadn't fought in eighteen months. So that was a real family that went over to Tokyo together. And the way they supported each other in, in victory and loss is something to be marvelled. I just hope, um, and, and backtracking, people have to understand what a feat it was for Robbie Peden to win a gold medal at Commonwealth Games, not Olympic level. Yep. Because way back then, as you would appreciate, more so now because you can elaborate, um, we do not get the international uh, competition. Mm. Uh, it was New Zealand and the Pacific Islands, whereas English, uh, the Irish, uh, the, the Russia, uh, all over Europe, it, it, it's just just amateur heaven so yeah. far as boxing goes. So to, for an Australian to to perform well on, on at the amateur level on that stage is very, very special. Yeah, ab- absolutely it and is. Did you tell me that we haven't had any competition in 18 months? Yeah, so for a, lo- for a lot of the um, the Olympic athletes, they hadn't fought in 18 months due to the fact that qualification qualification was changed the qualification process was a nightmare also so you just got to feel feel for them because like anyone will tell you you gain experience from sparring you gain experience from fights that's where you do most of your learning so it it was difficult for them but they all put in such an incredible effort and, and credit to the the coaching staff as well for getting them ready i'll tell you one good thing to come out of victoria Please. The Victorian ballet dancing plumber, Harry yes. Garside. You had me at hello. Harry Garside captures captures a bronze yep. um, three decades after Spike Cheney. Yeah, so it's 
Harry's a very interesting character. He's a bit of an enigma. I've I've known of Harry for a very, very long time. I've followed his journey for a very, very long time as well. And he's always been different, different in the sense that on a monthly occasion, he does something that makes him uncomfortable, whether it's public speaking or riding a bike for 13 hours straight or ballet dancing or whatever it is. He does something to get himself out of his comfort zone to condition his mind and body to be comfortable amongst chaos. So we call him Fred. Fred. To stare. He, he's Harry abs- Fred. He's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I'm not surprised at all with how successful he was. Or, or another man that went to tap dancing. Yes. Before our time, the great, one of the great all pound for pounders of all time, Sugar Ray Robinson. Ballet yeah, dancing. Correct. Absolutely. When you think about it in footwork and boxing, it's made in heaven. Yeah. It's all footwork. So yeah. Go, Harry. Go, Harry. Watch this space. Watch this space. He'll stay amateur, Jacob, no doubt. Well, I I believe he will, considering how close the Commonwealth Games are. But with Mm. the new rule that's been been instated, that we've obviously seen um, justice exercise that rule. It's you allocated a certain amount of pro bouts that you can have as well as following an amateur career. Mm. And knowing Harry and the fact that he is an absolute winner, I would not be surprised at all if we see him in the pro ranks sooner rather than later, and we also see him go to the Com Games. I saw your friends at No Limit watching him very, very carefully and promoting him on their socials. I'm sure just because they love their Australian fighters, but that's correct. Just yeah. Reading between the lines, I think they see a star in Harry. Oh yeah, why not? And I think a lot of world boxing will see see a star in Harry. He's he's got the goods. He's marketable. He talks well. Very respectful. Works hard. He's the ultimate professional. So he's a, he's a promoter's dream. I can see the headline: Pay to see him dance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You should trademark that now. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it, Georgie. You can have it, Matty. Um, but go, I, I do write scripts, but you can talk to JJ and your people can talk to my people and so forth. That's let's right. turn the page because we're on a tight schedule. You've told me, Mark, let's keep the, the game rolling. This is rocked. The yeah. Tulge. The Tulge takes yeah. the Maloney's. He does. I was about to say back to Vegas. <laughs> no. <laughs> back to, not back to Vegas. First, when I said Hard Rock Cafe, I said, it's in Vegas, JJ. He said to me, Mark, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I said, no way in the world. It's, it's at the Hard Rock Cafe. He said, hey, Mark, there's a few Hard Rock Cafes. I went, That's right. Correct. Right. There's one in Oklahoma. Can you believe it? That's correct. <laughs> Andrew Maloney comes up short in the treble. And yes. to be honest, um, I you, you saw how I scored it. I scored it live on Twitter. Yep. Um, I probably had it closer, but I did say I was going to try and put bias in the back seat. Mm. I had it pretty close, but I can't complain with the decision. Just before I give uh, my views on the fight, I just want to commend you on your scoring as well. I got to say, it's you know in lockdown, you're not you can't watch the fights with your mates, so you're not in a, in a room packed full of people. So it was nice. It was like I was watching the fight with you, and I'm sure that uh, the rest of Twitter will agree with me. So good on you for scoring the fight and, you know, putting your bias in the back seat the best you can. <laughs> tried, tried. It's hard, yeah. as you know, because you're trying to do a quick summation with your 140 characters or whatever and, and, and set up the next template and then you're missing yep. the first and then you want to hear, hear Angelo at the same or, or I could just be doing JJ Rocker and you just mute everything. No yeah, so, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> no what I concept. do. I just choose to go MIA during fight time and then I enter calls after. Andrew look- Maloney, he comes up short. You did reference the first fight. You said, Mark, 
it was a very tough fight. We know what happened in the second. They should you know, we should have the belt. Um, and we know that. Um, the third, yeah, to his credit, he he closed the distance and was able to was able to get onto the chest a little bit. Yeah, and I I thought Andrew to be you know. I love the kid, but I perhaps wasn't as stinging off that jab as I'd like to have seen. Yeah, look, it's 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 difficult when you have Joshua Franco on your chest. That's in in all honesty, I think that that Andrew did the absolute best that he could on on the night. I, I heard him speak after that he was he was very disappointed in his performance, and he feels he can do better. And look, I'm I'm sure on a different day, those two would trade trade wins and losses. They're just those two are going to be attached to each other for their career. Joshua Franco learned a lot about himself during that trilogy, as did Andrew. So no excuses. No excuses. No, 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 no excuses. But by the same token, and I want to go on record as saying he feels like he's let people down. Yeah. Let me tell you, by the way he conducts himself inside and outside of the ring, he has let absolutely no one down. He's put boxing on a pedestal. He's put boxers back into mainstream boxing as people that are great people, are good, good humans that are, are willing to give everything to chase their dream. He gave up family time, and I know he's a family man, to chase his dreams. So, Andrew, you didn't let anyone down, mate. You all just made us all proud, and you inspired a, a whole generation of boxers, current and future. Jason Maloney. Yes. Let's get some good news going in the family. Yep. Fight, faces off with Joshua Greer Jr. Yes. And he wins a unanimous decision. In doing so, takes the WBC Silver Bantamweight title. I'm not hearing him screaming, hey, I got a world title, because we go down the, the track of the alphabet soup. I heard the American commentators saying, I'm not calling this a world title. But certainly, wow, has it put him in the picture, because I'll get to the bigger news in just a moment, but a, a very impressive display. It was, and I was so happy for him. Obviously, coming off that devastating loss last time, it's it's always interesting to see how a fighter bounces back from a knockout loss. I always put put them under a microscope because a lot of them are are, are fearful of of what's next, or you know, will that happen again? And he went in there with a legit opponent. This was no tomato can that he's come out and gone. I just want to pick up an easy win on a top rank card. Joshua Greer is a legit legit fighter that has world title dreams and hopes of himself and Jason went out there and beat him quite handedly so I was very impressed with Jason very very impressed well the monster sits at the top of the tree in the ring magazine rankings yep. in the bantamweight division then you have a warrior who I've met and witnessed at ringside Nanito Denier one for the ages a yeah. future hall of famer Casemiro at three Rodriguez at four uh, I think it's Ubali. Yep, Nordin Ubali. And guess who's at number five in the band? Ring now. Guys, if you're not micro-boxing, forget about WBC, WBA, IBF, and WBO. This is what we want. We want to read the Ring Magazine rankings. That's the belt you want. You want the Ring Magazine strap. Sitting at number five is Jason Maloney. Wow. Yeah, and, and look, there are absolutely tremendous fights out there to be made. I mean, Rigandau and Casemiro fought over the weekend, and if you tuned into that fight, don't think that that is Casemiro's style. It was a, it was a bit of a snooze fest, if I'm if I'm honest with you, and they were both pretty gun-shy. Um, 
but that's that's not their style. So there's very, very interesting fights out there for Jason, big names, and hopefully big money for him as well. Because with the names comes the prestige, the titles, and the money. So I'm hoping our men will be able to cash in in the, in the near future and, and pick up a world title. If you look over my shoulder and away from the Pain Away product, which we'll get to. Yes. But he's never far from me, this man, Muhammad Ali. Yes. Sitting next to the voice just here. But anyway, um, there was a young man before we leave Oklahoma. People just said, here he goes again. Where's he going now? Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a young man called Nico Ali Walsh on the undercard. And uh, to shed a tear would be, wow, um, just so special. To He wore his granddad's classic shorts to the ring. And what you said to me, yeah, he's doing it once, Mark, but he's not doing it twice. Mm. And you're telling me he's a serious, serious fighter. He's here for the long haul. Talk about levels. Talk about levels of pressure. Yeah, and and look, I think that was the biggest thing for me. I found myself without knowing too much of his story initially, Mm. really, really rooting for this kid because I could not imagine what it would feel like to carry the weight of the name Ali moving into the boxing game. I mean, irrespective of of what industry you move into, if your last name is Ali, the grandson of Muhammad Ali, you're expected to be good at whatever you take up, let alone the sport of boxing itself. So I, I couldn't imagine what it would have been like to put yourself in this kid's shoes as he's getting his hands wrapped with the world watching your pro debut. So special, but your pro debut would feel like a world title fight because of course it would. Of course it would. And in many ways it is for whoever's entering the only square ring in the, yeah. on the planet. And I, I just hope that he doesn't only attach himself to living towards fulfilling his granddad's purpose in in the sport of boxing, because that is a task that no one else has no been one. able no, to no, do. No, 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 no one's going to. Exactly. And I'm now we can so, have that debate, but no one's going to. Exactly. And I'm so, so proud of him for going out there. And, and he's a fighter. He's He's yeah. got the goods. Very, very green. Lots and lots and lots to work on, absolutely. Yeah. But by the same token, he went out there and did, did what he needed to do. This kid's game, he's raw, and he's willing to learn and willing to fight. So... Credit to him. I'm I'm a fan already, and I'll be I'll be following his career very closely, like many others, I'm sure. This is rocked. Well, a young man that's now captured my attention. Totally, yes. he already had my attention. I just needed to watch it yep. unfold. I'm seeing a maturity, same intensity, mm. a higher skill level. We're not probably. I'm not seeing the sparring, but a young man that you've known forever. George Cambosis Jr. Yeah. Tiafimo Lopez. We've talked about it for months and months. Is it going to happen? Because, yeah, just think about it now. Um, the master, there can only be one. Johnny Lewis has said he's going to shock the world. He doesn't say those things lightly. Um, no. I'm sure it gives George a bit of a boost, but he doesn't say it lightly. I I hear that, you know, Jeffrey Fennec echoing the sentiments. They would love an Australian to shock the world for sure. But my goodness, the skill set was always there. But has he gone up a level? Yeah, well, it's 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 difficult to tell in in the sense that I 
I normally like to gauge a fighter's prep off their sparring. Obviously, mm-hmm. with George being in Miami, it's been difficult for me to get down to his sparring, so I haven't yeah. been seeing too much of it. Yeah. But look, at the end of the day, it's it's boxing, and absolutely, Tiafimo is Everest. But people have climbed Everest before. That's that's just the way. That's the the way it goes. And if you ask George, he's absolutely sure that he will defeat him. So. Obviously, with everything that's gone on, the fight's been postponed, the fight's been cancelled. What I can give you is news that Triller have until the 24th of August uh, to mandate a date and mm-hmm. give a location for the bout. If they do not, it will then go to Perspid, which Matchroom Boxing, Eddie Hearn, will uh, be likely to take. But that fight will be going on. It will not be happening in Sydney because Tiafimo, uh, not just in Sydney, in Australia in general, because Tiafimo refuses to quarantine, which is fair. He's the champion. But uh, George is going to get his shot. And let me tell you, I know for a fact he will be prepared. So Well, it'll have to be George. because, again, we come back to that world. We come back to levels. He's going yeah, in against a pound-for-pound pound great. He sure is. Who's shocked the world already on yeah. top of his game. And it's just him ferocious when it comes time to death. He ain't showing much respect. I, I just I'm just looking at this little picture here. It's one of my favorites, you know. It's from from Rocked from your art gallery that you do so well. And look at that, George. That's little Mateo Tapia. That's El sure Loco is. Beast. And Timmy Zoo. Yeah. Look at these kids. Bit, Gee, of, talent. A, Bit of talent in that photo. Next generation you called it. And how right you are. It's a beautiful photo. It it's is. a beautiful photo. And and look, if you're if you're George and you're looking at it, not a lot of people gave Tiafimo a chance against Loma. Let's mm-hmm. let's be real. So if mm-hmm. you're if you're George and you believe in your skills and you believe that you've done all the work, which he undoubtedly has, mm-hmm. he's a, he's absolutely a chance. He's absolutely a chance. Let me rattle off the pound for pound ring magazine, the, yep. the, the pound for pounders. At, at one, Canelo Alvarez, no shocks there, and Nui at two. Some could debate perhaps Crawford. Crawford at three, Bud Crawford at three. Make no mistake, we've got a we've got a hot we've got a hot hot pound for pound list. You can help me here, Alexander Usyk. He's about to go in with AJ, and we'll talk about that fight. He sits there. I think you'll find at number four, and yet he's not in the top six or seven as a heavyweight. But as you explained to me, JJ, that's for what he did as a cruiserweight. Josh Taylor, Josh Taylor. Uh, sits at five. Errol Spence Jr. sits at six. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez, that man, sits at seven. Estrada at eight. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko at nine. And the Japanese fighter, Kazoto Ioka, I'm pretty sure yes. I got the pronunciation, yeah. sitting, sitting at uh, the WBO champion, uh, sitting at number 10. That rounds out the Ring Magazine top 10. Turning the page. Let's go into your back backyard, rather, with your boy. I saw on Instagram Kayla Fennick with a plane with a United States flag and saying 10 days. Is she going on a field trip? Is she going on camp? <laughs> What's going on? Are they going away shortly? So I believe that uh, Kayla will be yeah. chasing her own dream stateside. Uh, I believe she's going over there to further her music career which we know she's an absolutely incredible talent. She's a star. She's a star. She is she's a on, star. She's on my repeat list. She's on the Spotify repeat list. She's a total star. Of and course. She's very grounded in her own way. 
She is. <laughs> she is. And her her, her lovely boy, uh, Brocky Jarvis, has yeah. as it's very been very well documented, has signed a three fight deal with powerhouse promotion Matchroom Boxing, which is who have Canelo, who have Anthony Joshua. They've got. They've got uh, plenty of big names in that stable, so he's amongst very, very, very good company. What a contract to get. The charismatic one, Eddie Hearn, <laughs> but, uh, arguably the, the, biggest of the, the biggest of them all. Yeah. When you talk promoters, Frank Warren, Eddie Hearn, uh, who you got sitting next to those people? Uh, obviously, the godfather, Bob Arum. Yeah, that you- would be, that's one, two, three, is it not? Yeah, um, yeah pretty much so. Um, so Brock goes there. I think a three-fight deal with Eddie Hearn. Now, Segway. Mm. I love a Segway. Always. Fighting for Eddie Hearn recently yeah. in Brentwood, Brentwood, Essex, the United Kingdom. Yes. A young lady by the name of Ebony Bridges. Now, we've got some, we've got some similar pathways. She's from Toon Gabby. There's also old Toon Gabby. I was a BMX bandit in that area back in the day. I'd almost bet money that she's had a hamburger from the Klein's Road hamburger fish and chip shop, which was next door to the TAB. Yep. I would guarantee that she'd shopped at Northmead Plaza. Not that I'm stalking. I would also almost bet money that she went to Northmead High, Mm -hmm. and I reckon I'll go close because I've never spoken to her in my life and I know nothing. And I reckon I could probably pick the streets of Toon Gabby and give them one by one because you know what my first job was? Tell me. I was a paper boy. Of course you were. I was a paper boy with my whistle. With, with my whistle. That was an early start, bro. That yeah, was an I early bet. start. I bet. But I, I got to say it though, Eb. It's show business. And um, don't worry about the ring car girls at the weigh-in. <laughs> no. Wow. No. Fishnick stockings. My goodness, Ebony. Respectfully. And yep. uh, priceless. <laughs> Priceless watching Eddie Hearn. Yeah, yeah. I think I think our friend Eddie Hearn knows exactly what he's got. And if if you actually dig a little bit deeper into the Ebony Bridges show, yeah. she actually does it to empower women. So she's got a very, very, very positive message behind it all. And she she is all eyes on me wherever she goes, whether it's her ring attire, whether it's her, you know, her weigh-in antics, whatever it is. But let's not forget, the girl can fight. And unless you're winning fights, none of this matters. And and she did did her best and got ben, Beck Conley out there, who's a, a tough, rugged female fighter. And she disposed of her with uh, relative, relative ease. So good on you, Ebony. Yeah. And um, talking to a mate of mine, Dave Patrone, from out um- – Castle Hillway. Yeah. Uh, he says she'll come on the show anytime you like. She's a very grounded, down to earth girl. You've told me the same through some of your connections. Yeah. And she's very, I think she's very close to a family, the Colosimo family, a hotel barons, if you like, in the yep. northwest of Sydney. Ricky Colosimo, uh, still fighting. Yes. Uh, I watched him as an 18 year old. Mm. At the time he was going to, my goodness gracious, it escapes me, the high school that he went to, and I should know. Um, but very talented. He was at that stage training as an amateur, uh, yeah. Oak Hill, Oak Hill College. He was at that stage training with the master, Johnny Lewis, out of Sydney University. And wow, sublime skills. Still fighting now as a pro, um, a talented athlete. Yes, absolutely. This is rocked. Turning the page. The soul taker. Tim Zoo. They're coming from everywhere. They're talking 
fighters, they're talking names. What does No Limit do right now? It's deep, but look, I can't see us getting to the states. Yeah, they could. Yep, he's meant he, they could do a Maloney. Will yep. they pay the money to have Tim there, or does Matt Rose say no? I want them here because this is where we make the money, like cost you did in Australia, before you go to the states, like Jeffrey was able to do for most of his career. What do you hear on the street? Well. What I do know for a fact is that in a matter of days, the WBA, the WBO, sorry, is going to um, instate their mandatory. Mm-hmm. There is a big, big chance that that will be Tim Zoo. So that would mean that Tim would get an immediate title shot at current WBO champion Brian Castaño, who's obviously coming off mm-hmm. that draw with Charlo to unify. So that's absolutely massive. The other avenue is that the WBC president has come out and said, we absolutely love Tim Stoll. We love his last name. And uh, we're going to put him into a position to potentially fight for a world title eliminator, which would qualify him for Charlo's belt. Um, So massive, massive, massive few days coming up for Tim in terms of news. So keep your eyes peeled because it looks like Tim will get a title shot in the near future, whether it's WBC or WBO. But the good news is world boxing is talking about him. They certainly are. He's on the radar. Don't worry about a radar. He's booming. Yes. He's booming. He's in their face. Jamel Charlo, Castano, take me there, the fight. Absolute cracker for lockdown. It was. It was. It was. It was an ab- absolute war, it, and it was everything that. It was uh, no jun- draw. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't devastated Come. by the draw. In all honesty, I thought. I thought it was a. Hang uh, on. Hang on. No. 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 Stop. No. No. Did we not have one seventeen one eleven? Can you tell me? Yeah, that's absolutely. fight. So that's absolutely ludicrous. That is ab- that is that is absolutely ridiculous. There's no way in the world that was one seventeen one eleven. That's d- that's disgusting. But unfortunately, I-, I think we've become almost acclimatized and desensitized to this disgraceful judging that we kind of go, uh, the overall result wasn't too bad, and then we don't focus on the scorecards. In what industry, Mark, can you get your job role so so wrong and then turn up the next week at work unreprimanded? It just it it only it only happens to judges in boxing. They get it so, so wrong. And they rob these kids and these men and these women who give absolutely everything, every morsel of their being to this sport, and they just take things from them. It's it's disgusting. The two Charlo brothers yep. get their nicknames mixed up from time to time. But will not the Americans, talking of marketing, will not the Americans try and get a rematch between these two? It'll sell. Yeah, it, it, it will sell, but I've heard that the IBF, which is one of the world titles that uh, Charlo holds, is going to order him his mandatory defense mm-hmm. um, to one of their contenders, which will put the unification rematch bout on ice for a little bit, which would give the opportunity for Tim to step in as the WBO champion. But at the end of the day, irrespective of who wants the belts, everyone wants to unify. So if Tim beats Castaño, absolutely Charlo can, will okay, I'll, unify. Okay, straight up, can I play devil's advocate? Because I, you know that I hope I, I, I ride, I ride every punch. Of course. Does he beat Castaño? It, look, it is a t- again, it is a very tough task. Castano's That's what I'm being le- told. Legit. That's what I'm being told. Yeah, he's legit, but so's Tim. Yes. Every, every opponent that Tim has been put in front of, he has dealt with. 
Every single one. So what's to say he doesn't go out there and spark Castagna? You, I just think we, he went to a whole know. new level after. I just think he went to a whole new level after Dennis Hogan. I really do. I think yeah. he's gone to a whole the belief that he knows he's been there and I just did that. Yeah. Well, we were That's meant to track we, work. we were meant That's to find work. out what was going to happen when he fought Zarafa. That's what we were meant to find out, and that was meant to be. We the haven't springboard. spoken about it. Do you want to say anything? Look, I think what's what's been said as has been said. Everybody knows who turned up the night night of the fights, whether it was COVID, whether it was poor management on, on no limits part part, whether it was Michael Zarafa not being ready, there is a whole host of reasons. At the end of the day, when we, as in Mark Warren, JJ Rocker, and the rest of the boxing public, we're not going to find out the truth. So believe what you want. At the end of the day, Tim beat Stevie Spark that night. I was highly disappointed because yeah. it's very hard for me to be angry with Michael Zarafa. Yeah. I still see a glimmer of hope that that fight happens, but then I don't see Tim backing down off his word either, saying the only place it's happening is in a car park. Just on the, <laughs> the just on the rankings, pound for pound, or rather Ring Magazine, yes. the only one that matters. Yes. Talking super welterweights, junior junior middleweights, tomato tomato. Yep. Um, let's have a look at the list. Charlo sits on top of the tree, of course. Castano at two. Yes. Heard heard at three. Lara at four. Sounded like a West Indian cricketing lineup. Yeah. Uh, Lubin at four. Sorry. Uh, Julian Williams at five. Tony yep. Harrison was on, is another name on the menu for Tim Zoo. Yeah. And guess who's sitting at number six? Welcome to Ring Magazine, Timmy Zoo. You're sitting at number six. Then another form line, a young man that I've met. Yeah. Now, if you can believe it, a bloke that weighs 69 kilos. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yep. 69 kilos can stand at six foot five. Well, I got news for you. You can. His name is Sebastian Fundora. And if you meet him, I don't care if you're Australian, you're going to find it impossible to dislike him. Mm. And he sits at number eight with the super welterweights. Um, uh, Kurbanov at, uh, at eight or nine yep. and at 10 rounding it out, Carlos Adames. I think it's yeah. Adames. Yeah. Um, but Tim's sitting there. Sebastian, Daniel Lewis found it very difficult. Thought that fight was closer than perhaps the cards. Sebastian won the fight. Um, there's a little bit of an Australian theme there for Sebastian Fundora. Has he got the name? Does Tim need to take that fight? Is it a risky fight? Is it a win-win fight? Or is it potentially, you know, what have I got to make out of this fight? I think Fundora would swim to Australia to get the fight. Yeah, look, so do I. And if I was Sebastian Fondora, absolutely would I be, you know, chasing that fight. But if I was Tim, there's just no need. At the moment, in terms of rankings, Fondora is in the rearview mirror. So you've gone past the level that he's at currently based on rankings. And it's, it's, he's sitting there on the list. He is sitting there on the list, but he's sitting on the list the behind list. him. And at the end of the day, if you're Tim, you're looking yep. for the big names that you get props for. You beat Fondora and you've beaten a prospect coming up. You beat Tony Harrison. You beat a former unified champion. So at the end of the day, and you know better than any mark, boxing's a business and the right business decision to make for Tim's team is to take on Tony Harrison. Unless, because I haven't said this before, I've been you know, been torn a few times respectfully to Daniel Lewis, just because of styles. I think Tim cuts this man in half. I think it's almost, I'm not going to say 
I think it's a very winnable fight for Tim Zhu. I think his pinpoint precision could do some terrible damage to Sebastian at this time. And and g'day, Sebastian, if you see this, because we become pretty good mates. Yeah. And you're a beautiful man and we love your family. But yeah, we're just talking business, bro. And yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows what's that? Hey man, Mark Warren was talking about this Sebastian way back then. You know, I've seen it happen. Yep. Seen it happen. Yep. I think I think it's a fight that Tim wins. This is rocked. Let's talk heavyweights. Let's yes. talk heavyweights. Uh the twenty-fifth. The 25th of September, the WBA, the IBF, the WBO, and the IBO World Heavyweight titles go on the line in Tottenham, the home of the, the, home of the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got that right, did I not? You're- you sure did. Tottenham Hotspurs, mate. Well done. Congratulations, Mark. I know football's not your forte, but uh, well, congratulations. Come on. I love I love our girls at the Olympics. Oh, oh yeah. My, oh my god, how good were they? They were special, weren't they? They, they were, were very special. What about the skill levels? I know. Isn't isn't it great how patriotic the Olympics makes everyone? I love what it. What we needed. Yep. I'll say it again. It's exactly what the world needed. Yeah, it was a lockdown blessing in all honesty. I loved watching the Olympics every night with the fam. It was it was, so it was fantastic. Cool. Absolutely. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Please, look, can we do it again? Um, yeah, we smash them up and punch above our weight there, brothers and sisters, wherever you want to join us, in London, Vegas, wherever you are. You you saw the green and gold, baby. You couldn't miss us. We we're everywhere. That's right. We we're everywhere. That's right. So AJ takes on this phenomenal cruiserweight come heavyweight, Alexander Usyk, yeah. and it goes down in Tottenham, the home of the Hotspurs, and how do you see the fight? Um, hey, talk about heavyweights not not picking fights. We're getting we're getting to that business end of the section, and yeah, it all leads to the people thinking, okay, when's it happening? Fury and AJ, but can Usyk spoil the heavyweight party? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if if you have a look at Usyk's resume from amateur pedigree right to the pros, he's an absolute freak of nature. He's he's got the footwork and speed of a little man in a big man's body. The only thing is he is a big man and he's fighting the biggest men now. So his skill level absolutely How do you rate his punching power? Uh, his punching power at cruiserweight was pretty special. At heavyweight I, I don't believe he has the same pop and that was very evident in his fight with Chisora. Chisora is a, a big, big frame. So it was the oh. perfect test for him at heavyweight. And he doesn't seem to have that that one punch pop, which we know the wilder, the wilders of the world and the Joshuas of the world possess. So whilst I think... Uh, I, I, I still got a question mark on Joshua's chin. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because Usyk, I think, will give him, give him fits in terms of boxing. Uh, at range and he's he's very very elusive and he, he's hard to hit but i believe that joshua's power will be the difference on the night and uh i think that will get will get it done for him and hopefully we'll have one half of that fight joshua fury confirmed uh the night of the 25th of september would eddie hearns be doing risk v reward with this fight because this is a super super dangerous fight when he's trying to get to the bigger potentially the biggest payday because of the times, probably the biggest payday in heavyweight history will yeah. be Joshua versus the Gypsy King. 
Yeah, absolutely it will. And and at the end of the day, I know that the fans will give Joshua a, a credit for the win against Usyk. It, and look, at the end of the day, he was the WBO mandatory. So he he was going to have to fight him irrespective of what Eddie Hearn wants to do. It was taken out of his control. Joshua stepped up to the plate. He will be fighting and, and that's the fight we're going to get. It's going to be a good one. I would definitely be tuning into that one. That will be a special fight. It gives me a lot of respect now for Anthony Joshua, a newfound respect, actually, in a lot of ways. And then, eventually, another fight that we're going to get on. Your man. Uh, yeah, baby. Your yeah, man. Yeah, baby. Bring me my gypsies. That's right. Bring me my gypsies. Get on the clothes. Get on the paraphernalia. Let the music roar and yes. bring him on his throne. There yep. can only be one, the gypsy king, Tyson Fury. Deontay right. Wilder trying to learn a jab so late in his career. I got news for you, brother. The third's going to be worse than the second. It's <laughs> going. What did, he, what did he say? I am. I'm a truck. I'm an 18 wheel truck. Yeah, look, it's. Uh, Can you, I, this time, with now that you, you, you saw my man, the Gypsy King. Yes. Get up off the canvas when they should have called an ambulance. In fact, the morgue. Mm. But he got up inside 10 seconds. That was. Yep. It was almost so, so, yeah, I, I still can't get that. I've watched it a thousand times. How he got up, I have no idea. Yeah. You saw the, the old that I did talk about because if I get one right, I like to reflect on it, as you know. And so he goes away <laughs> and he learns from the fight and he sucks the brains of people like Freddie Roach and he, he's an astoring of the, of the sport um, who acknowledges his challenges, but I see the thinker. Yeah. And I see him analyze and learn and live and breathe it. And the only man that can beat Tyson Fury is Tyson Fury. Yep, yep. And look, it's it's interesting because I'm really, really, really looking forward to this one. And and I think to see Tyson um, in the in the shape that he was for the second fight again, I think it, it it'd be pretty easy. I have no doubt that Wilder's made the adjustments, but. What I can tell you, Mark, and we talk, you know, it's pretty, yeah. it's, it's pretty open show. We laugh. Yes, and, mate. And Please. everything. But what I can tell you, I actually have people that live not far from Tyson Fury and they've given me a few updates on his personal life. And it's come out in the media that his newborn daughter, Athena, was actually pronounced dead on the table for three minutes. She's come back to life. She's in ICU and she's, that's she's, black and she, white factual. Yeah. Yeah, that's black and white factual. God, and God bless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. she's she's definitely on the mend. But October third, when you is not too far away from from August, when when you put it into the scheme of things, and I wouldn't be surprised if this gets postponed again because at the end of the day, you know, boxing's boxing, but family's family. So I I hope I hope that that Tyson and his family are uh, happy and, and healthy and uh, are getting through what they're dealing with right now because this is that's far, the, it's far more important than boxing. Family. Yeah, Absolutely. God bless the Fury family. Yeah, God bless the I hope he sees it. We might get this pointer sent out by Luke Jackson to his man, the Gypsy <laughs> King, because they've got a they got a close bond. They let's do. have a look at – let's quickly have Actually, a look at Actually, just staying on Fury, what I will tell you in lockdown, obviously everybody has a little bit more spare time, Mark. So I've yep. been watching Love Island Season 5 on 9 now, 
And what I will tell you is a member of the cast that season is Tommy Fury, who is Tyson Fury's half-brother, who will be fighting on Jake Paul's undercard uh, on the 28th or no, the 29th of August, which is Monday the 30th in hang on, Australia. Hang on. This is Logan Paul and this is Jake Paul. Is so this the, right? Jake, no, 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 oh, not Logan. Can we Logan. come back to them? Yeah, I know, <laughs> but they're, they're related, right? Yeah, yes, yes, You, you, yes, can, you yes. can hear the contempt coming, can't you? Yeah, I can hear I, it, I can just, hear just it. Just hold that thought. Yes, hold that yes. thought, Love Island. Now, yeah. actually, I think I had a very good friend that was on Love Island the season. right? What was that? Jackson Garlic. Was that Love Island? I don't know. I, this I'll is the Australian honest, yeah. version. I've, on, I've only watched this this season. Season he was on the Bachelor, UK. and then he was on Love Island. I'm I tell sure. you what, get around Love Island. It's actually a good watch. I'm a bit addicted, you know, honestly, but it is what it is, you know. Really? Yeah, would, I, 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 I promise you. Generation, are. get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, loves love. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and man. I and I know you are a hopeless romantic. So I'm sure you would absolutely love it. Now, would it give you anxiety with the recoupling ceremonies and whatnot? Absolutely. But that's why you can soak in your pain away salts in your bathtub, watch a bit of Love Island. Oh, mate, that is a lockdown night if ever I have heard. Wow. Well, quickly. Yes. I was sure to just stay with that, but Tyson Fury is at one, AJ at two, Wilder is at three. Yeah. Dylan White is at four. Yep. Joshua Parker, sorry, Joshua Parker is at four. Dylan White is at three. Yep. Andy Ruiz Jr. is there at five. He's my smoky. He's still my smoky. Yeah. Only he beats, only he beats himself. Luis Ortiz, my goodness, a monster, but getting on. Hunter at seven. Uh, Oscar Rivez of Colombia at eight. Yep. Uh, Joe Joyce at nine. And there, that's what I mean. He's in the pound for pounders, but in the heavyweight division, Alexander Usyk comes in at number 10 to round out the heavyweights yeah. in Ring Magazine's list. Yeah, that's because he's only had two fights at, at heavyweight. He's, he's yeah. pre- pretty much unproven against the, the big boys. But look, we're going we're gonna to see in late September how, how he uh, stacks up against the elite. At the end of the day, consensus best heavyweight in the world is Tyson Fury. And until someone beats him, I, I won't be convinced otherwise. Well said. Thank you. I, but I do some one comment of yours does haunt me. Okay, speak to me. One comment. Does it have the word touch in it? Yes. Yeah. Touch of that. death power. Touch of death. I just if 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 but I, but then I listen to Lennox Lewis. Yeah. And and how Tyson defends that at six foot nine and done it once and do it again. Yep. And how he can distance himself quite easily at his level, knowing mm. that's the one arsenal. Yep. But. Touch of death. Yes. Yes, Touch sir. Touch of death. Exactly. Now, we sent you out some pain away. You did. How'd you go? Because oh. you train hard, bro. I do train. I've with, been doing- With four time. With four time. Because Brocky's got pain away all over him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I tell you what, I've been doing doubles in lockdown. It's, it's hard because I miss training with the boys, miss training with Jeff, miss, miss training with Garth, with Brock and, and Haas and Brubaker and all, and all those boys. So yeah. doing it tough in lockdown. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I, I, I got to tell you, I'm doing double sessions, doing my, my road work in the morning, boxing in the garage at night, and, and I need all, all the help I can get in terms of, of recovery and pain away being absolutely outstanding. I used used their heat spray over the weekend. And what let about me tell you, this? What about the new baby on the block? Yeah. The magnesium, the liquid magnesium. Very Don't special. drink it. It's for the bath. Yes. Just, 
Right. And I tell you, okay. what, it, sm- it smells good as well. I got to tell you, shout out to the team at Payne. I'm absolutely good. stoked with their stuff. I'm, rip- I'm ripping their and gear I. hard. Angelo used to smother me in it before I get into the sauna <laughs> with Vic. I've done also. I've been their guinea pig on this stuff, brother. I'm going back to day one when it was yeah. called something else before it became Pain Away, yep. which is a fact. But I'm going to do this. All Pain Away sprays, creams, roll-ons, bath salts, magnesium tablet products are made in Australia by Australians for Australians. Athlete. Our newest range, Pinaway's newest range. It's available at Chemist Warehouse and all leading pharmacies. Always read the label, follow directions for use, and if symptoms persist, you see your healthcare professional. Yeah, or come and see me. That's right. The plug, me, we, Mark we've had, a, we've had a tight show. Yes. This is rocked. Right. You have your way. <laughs> Logan Paul. Jake yeah. Paul. Same, yes. same, but different, but related. Yep. I'm not sold at all. Right. And why would and and, and why why would that be? Because I think that seems to be general consensus. But I would like to hear it from Mr. Mark Warren. Tell me why you're not sold. I'm going to contradict everything I say here because <laughs> I mean, Speak plenty of me. people love to hate them. Yeah. Looking at their social platforms. Yeah. I don't like our sport being turned into a total circus. And you could say, well, Mark, that was done 20 years ago. Yeah. That should be. I shouldn't have given you that lead in. No. I I just don't like it, mate, honestly. I mean. That's fair. How many rounds would have Floyd prepared for that to take on a man 20, 25 pound heavier? Yeah. 12 kilos heavier? Yeah. Um, um, I just don't like it. And he started shouting out Mike Tyson's name. One of the brothers. Yeah, look, I think... Um, I, What's your take on them? In all honesty, I think you you have to separate the two. So Logan Paul is the more gimmicky kind of, I'm going to do exhibitions. And he the, stole the, Floyd's the, hat. He stole Floyd's hat. So, so Jake stole yes. Floyd's hat at Logan's right. press conference. Very confusing. Thank very you. confusing. They look very similar also. So I'll, I'll definitely give you that. But... Thank um. You. Jake Paul, personally, my personal opinion is I don't necessarily like him as a person. The way Thank he you. conducts himself, that's not my cup of tea. That being be. that being said, can we knock him for his boxing? He's 3-0, and and hear me out, he's beat Nate Robinson, a basketballer, right? Nothing. That's not, that's not, that's, there's no merit to that win. Great athlete, absolutely. Can he beat Jake Paul in a slam dunk competition? Absolutely. Is he going to beat him in a fight? Absolutely not. Then we move on to Ben Askren, UFC fighter. He's been a champion in different organizations. Perfect for a promoter. That's the way they're going to bill it. Ben Askren wouldn't hit water if he fell off a boat, Mark. He cannot punch to save his life. So at the end of the day, that's a win, absolutely. But like, is it a win? Now he takes on Woodley. Woodley, former UFC champion. Is he 39 years old? Absolutely he is. Did he used to fight at 170? Yes, he did. Uh, Is this fight at 190? Yes, it is. But at the end of the day, how many people do you know in their first three fights that were taken on world beaters? What are we expecting from this kid? Are we? At what point does he get your respect as a fighter? 
Because I know, respect. I, I, I give know- him respect as the ultimate uh, social media influencer. Correct. Yes, absolutely. You probably know how many followers he's got. You see, I, I mate, I wasn't being funny before when I said Jake Logan, Logan Jake, same, same, but different. Yeah, because I mean it. Yeah. Um, uh, wow. Am I a chance of seeing Woodley ice him? Oh, <laughs> so will you pay for the fight, Mark? <laughs> let, let me tell you, you are a chance of seeing Woodley ice him because he's unproven. Well, in but that case, what, everyone pays to go to the circus. Exactly. But what I do know factually yeah. is that he trains like an absolute animal. He's 100% invested, and for that, I can't knock him. It's the same thing, like with George Cambosis, people don't like his antics. No, 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 But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he trains. So you have to respect him for what he's bringing to the table as an athlete purely. Because anyone, anyone that enters that boxing ring, anyone, whether you're a journeyman, whether you're a potato sack or whether you're a world champion, you have my respect for ent- entering the ring. Do I like the guy? No, no, I don't. But can't knock him for what he's doing. I wouldn't have put your friend, George Cambosis, ferocious George Cambosis Jr., I wouldn't put his name in the same chapter <laughs> with these social media would-be clowns. Yeah. That we pay to see. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're leaving it. Exactly. So can I ask you, what is the difference? Is it because Jake Paul transitioned from social media into boxing that he's not n- known as a fighter? But if Ryan Garcia, who obviously is very well credentialed, pumps his social media, is that him just leveraging- Ryan Garcia is a of, boxer, of you know, tool? lightning skills. And then what's, what's Jake, a box of chocolates? Where, like, where, where do you stand? Is he, is, is he a fighter? Who does he have to beat for you to go? Oh, he's a fighter. Well, there's not a boxer there so far. We've got you. You told me we've got two UFC fighters. Yeah, that's right. And but a basketball. I'll tell you we what. We haven't bought a boxer yet. We going, a boxer. going back to my man Tommy Fury, who is on the undercard, who is coupled up with Molly May in season five of Love Island. Let me tell you something. What? When he wins on the undercard of Jake Paul against yeah. the gentleman from Bellator, who is an also an MMA fighter, he makes his American debut. Very clever marketing. When he gets that win and Jake Paul maybe beats Woodley, that fight will happen. You will see Jake Paul against Tommy Fury. Mark my words. Mark my words. And then and we'll then see I'll him against him a real boxer. Thank you very much. Very and on that good. Note- very and on that good, note, Mark Warren. Same, same, but different. That's right. Um, but no, I want to say this is the only piece of respect out they'll get out of me. Yeah, they know how to turn a dollar. They're marketing geniuses. Absolutely. Round seventeen rocked. It's almost time. We've covered some turf. We've made it tight. JJ Rocker, as always, my friend. It is beautiful, man. I've been sitting here watching the fro, I and I love it. I tell you what, I, I love it. Aren't we curly? I yeah, love it's it. Happening. it is Bro, happening. I love it. I love it. I you don't. He just doesn't. I know it hurts can't, him can't so do it, much. Buddy. It's way too long on the sides. You can't buy trimmers anywhere. They're gone. Yeah, I know. Well, I've got clippers. I just- I got little, like, more for manscaping, facial, and so forth. i got to tell you, John Rocker gave himself a haircut at home, and let me tell you- Move over, Con. If the automotive industry uh, doesn't interest JR anymore, I reckon he's got a career with the Clippers. 
All right, he goes uh, all right, John. He goes, Mr. He, he Mr. goes Toyota, all right. Mr. Lexus, he's he, he, he doing okay. He's making the best of a bad situation, and we want you to make the best of a bad situation, and we hope we've provided a little bit of fun along the way. Rock round 17. Until next time, it's goodbye for now, and God bless. This is Rocked. 